the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. In today's episode, we're sharing a presentation from MaxLawCon 2021. Keep listening to hear Ryan Locke as we share his talk, Big Time Publicity, How I Made a Name for Myself Through the Media in 2020. You can also head to the Maximum Lawyer YouTube channel to watch the full video. Have you grabbed your ticket to this year's conference? If not, head to MaxLawCon2022.com to get yours today. Now to the episode. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. All right, so uh, get ready for the show. This is about how I became above the fold famous in 2020 in the New York Times. All right, this is me. I'm on the left. <laughs> I'm coming to you from Atlanta. I free people from unjust convictions, and I get injured people money. But we're here to talk about how to become famous. This is the first time that I became famous. This is a, a local reporter. This is in 2017. And she had tweeted about something. I can't remember, a verdict or something. And, um, and I tweeted back. And I said, oh, yeah, hey, that law is funny because whatever. And then in my DMs a couple minutes later, hey, can I talk to you? And 20 minutes later, I talked to her. A couple hours later, I was in the Daily Report. This was me in 2020. Yeah, it's awesome, right? The coolest thing about being quoted in the New York Times is that you can tell everyone else for the rest of your life that you were quoted in the New York Times. <laughs> this was my moment of fame. And here I am. He's telling the Secretary of State to find votes so that I can win. Votes that are not due to me, Mr. Locke said, improbably. The recording alone is certainly enough to launch an investigation. It's likely probable cause to issue an indictment. That's a very straightforward statement. We're going to get back to that in a second. Very Anyone in here could have said that, right? Let's talk about it. We're going to go from when I was a normal person living a normal life to how I was famous. This is a story in four parts. So the first part is the NACTL amicus brief. NACTL is the National Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers. And so my friend Leanne wrote me an email and said, hey, would you like to write this amicus brief for this 11th Circuit case? And the reason why she emailed me is she knew that I wanted to break into federal appeals. It was for this guy. This is Philip Asformis. He, allegedly, committed the largest Medicare fraud in United States history to the tune of a billion dollars. If you're from Florida, you've probably seen his face. 
Now, should I do it? On the one hand, it would be great exposure, right? I'd be able to write something I'm really proud of. On the other hand, it would be a lot of work and I wouldn't get paid for it. And what's the value for me, right? Anyway, I chose Optimistic Ryan for this one. And so I did it. And I just sat in my basement for a week and pounded it out. It was great. It ended up being a really nice product and I'm very happy for it. It was about prosecutorial misconduct in the context of harmless error and how you should presume that it's a structural error even though the law is against us. Some other smart people filed a brief too. And so you'll see that other people who thought that I was right include John Ashcroft, Alberto Gonzalez, Edwin Meese, Seth Waxman. Yeah, it was like, I didn't, yeah, like, sweet, right? So I do that. It was fun. I walk around telling people, oh, look at these famous people who agree with me. And then my life kind of kept going. Now we got to go to NOGFest 2020. Fast forward to December 23rd, 2020. Now NOGFest is something that we do in my firm where we sit around and we drink eggnog and we talk about the year and we just have a fun time. We've always been remote and so we do it by Zoom. Hi, Ryan. This is Eric Clifton. I'm a reporter for the New York Times. I was reading the amicus brief that you co-wrote regarding Philip Formus and the prosecutorial misconduct. And I was uh, just trying to reach you to talk through that with you. If you could give me a call. Obviously, you know why this case has now come up. I didn't know why because I was three eggnogs deep when I got that voicemail. <laughs> but this was why. Trump pardoned the son of a bitch. And so now New York reporters are calling me because I wrote this brief about him. And so I called Eric back. By the way, he's a three-time Pulitzer Prize winning reporter and he's calling me the night of December 23rd. So you have to earn more than three Pulitzer Prizes to not work during the holiday week. And so I kind of talked to him and I'm like, I'm so glad you called me because I have very good thoughts about structural error and harmless error and prosecutorial misconduct, and he didn't care about any of that shit. And so I sent him this email. Hey, Eric, here's some stuff that's going to help you. And I attached some other stuff that's going to help you, and let me introduce you to the people who you actually want to talk to. And I'm not going to get anything out of this. Crap. And he said thanks, and we went our separate ways, and another brush with fame gone. Until January 3rd, 2021, the gift that keeps on giving. All I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 bucks. One more than we have. Have they moved the inner parts of the machines and replaced them with other parts? 11,780. So that happened, and I had some thoughts about it, right? And so what do you do when national news happens and you have thoughts about it? Well, you fucking jump on Twitter, right? (laughs) And so I start tweeting. And this, uh, my wife's not here, but I promised that I would say this. God bless her. She's heard so many marketing ideas from me for years and years and years. And... I'm I'm tweeting, and she goes, hey, don't you know a New York Times reporter? Maybe you should send that to him. Hey, buddy Eric. Here's a menu of laws that Trump might have broken. Five minutes later, 
Hey, can you ring me? Three minutes later. Oh, hey, uh, my buddy Eric said that you know something about this. Can you call me too? Michael Shear's the junior reporter because he's only won two Pulitzers. Three hours later, boom, above the fold famous. Above the fold famous, three hours later. Have you ever felt overwhelmed with everything there is to do within your legal practice? How do you keep up with your legal work while making time for growing your practice and attracting clients? Do important things like deadlines and even your family fall through the cracks? This is why you should join us at the number one conference for legal entrepreneurs, Max LawCon. We're going to be focused on helping practices scale and bringing calm to the order. This conference is curated in order to accelerate your implementation. Based on where you are in your legal practice, we're going to help you identify exactly what is most important right now. When you leave Max LawCon, you go home with complete clarity, focus, and a plan to make 2022 your best year ever. And not only your best year in terms of revenue, but your best year in terms of time. Time back with your family. More time to do the work that is in your zone of genius. Only taking the clients that you like. And more money in your pocket. It's all at the Maximum Lawyer Conference. Max LawCon is a two-day event on Thursday, June 2nd and Friday, June 3rd in St. Charles, Missouri. Seats are filling fast. Grab yours today at www.maxlawcon2022.com. Let's talk about what happens when you get quoted in the New York Times or any national newspaper. Your next couple days are ruined because your name gets shot all over the globe. There are hundreds of newspapers that will take the New York Times article or any national newspaper article, and they will reprint it. Here I am in various languages. Isn't that fun? And then everyone starts calling. Because it turns out that other journalists read the New York Times, and when they see your name, then they just give you a buzz. Hey, I work for Vice News. Can you talk to me? Hey, I work for whatever. I work for the AJC. Can you talk to me? Hey, ABC7 wants to beam you into San Franciscan households. Welcome back. President Trump's entire phone call with Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger has been released. So now what? Joining us to talk about possible legal implications, a criminal defense attorney in Atlanta, Georgia, Ryan Locke. Uh, Ryan, thanks for joining us from Atlanta. Look, the president said a lot of things, but it comes down to this. That I just want to find 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have. He says that on audio. You can listen to it. Uh, essentially, that sounds like find me enough votes to overturn the election results and win Georgia. So is that request or demand, if you will, in itself problematic? I think it is. Here in Georgia, it's a crime to solicit someone to... Doesn't even matter what I said because I did it, right? So like, <laughs> no, one, no one cares. No one cares about that. No one cares about that. The funny thing, I'm going to stop right here for a second because I had, this was at night and I had to drive to my office. And I didn't realize that the cleaning crew comes about five minutes before you have a news interview. And, but then you also feel like a real asshole if you're like, don't vacuum because I'm about to be on TV. So do the other. I also didn't, I had all my ring light stuff at home and so I didn't have a light. And so I had to go through and steal everyone's lamps. And so it looked like an Ikea because I had like five lamps out in front of me to make me look uh, thinner, honestly, is what I wanted to look. <laughs> The other cool thing when you get quoted 
and he started talking to journalists, is some are pretty cool. And so Greg is a vice media reporter, and he was pretty cool. He asked interesting questions. He was into it. He asked questions beyond the soundbite, and so we kind of kept talking. And when you keep talking to journalists, you become useful to them, and they use you. And so he's been using me a lot, right? Vice News is really cool, too, because you can curse, and sometimes you can try to get it in. You can't do that with those Pulitzer gonzos. And of course, the best compliment. Why do we want to become famous so that our staff respects us and their parents think that we're cool? And at the end of the day, what more do we want, honestly, right? This is validating. Olivia's in her 20s. Like, <laughs> hell yeah, you know? All right, here's a bonus section. I added this in last week because more cool stuff happened to me. So another thing that happens when you become famous is that it is validation to other people that your ideas are worth hearing, which is nuts because look at me, right? <laughs> so I get this email out of the blue, Sarah Gannam. Hey, Ryan, I want to talk to you about this really esoteric issue that you've been thinking about because you do weird shit, uh, transcript delays and criminal appeals. I made a video about it. Sarah Gannam is another Pulitzer-winning reporter. In fact, she's the, what, third youngest to win a Pulitzer because as a student at Penn State, she broke the Sandusky abuse scandal. She has 26,000 Twitter followers. I was going to then show my Twitter followers, but it's embarrassing. This is what she Googled and found me. By the way, this is a transcript from the YouTube video that I posted about how to get a copy of your trial transcript because sometimes that's hard. We ended up, by the way, she has this award-winning podcast from somewhere. And so we talked for 45 minutes on Zencaster. Cool. Very easy for me because she just showed up in my life. I talked for 45 minutes. And I talked for a living, by the way. And then that was it. And now I'm going to be in a podcast with a Pulitzer person, and that's great. So some lessons learned. Now, it's hard to become famous because... Lightning has to strike. But here are some ways to make conditions more favorable for lightning to strike. One, you can establish reporter relationships. Locally, this is really easy through social media because there are a lot of reporters and they tweet out a lot of stuff and it's really easy to tweet or TikTok or whatever back at them and tell them your thoughts, right? A lot of times it's shoot, you know, shouting into the void. Every once in a while, they pick it up, right? I would also think about, especially if you're in smaller markets, look up all the court-related reporters and reach out to them and say, hey, I'm a lawyer in town. If you ever need any help pulling a PDF of a filing, or if you just need to talk to me on background about procedure or whatever, or if you need to get in touch with someone I know, like the DA or the county attorney or whatever, let me know. I'd be happy to help you. You don't have to attribute to me. Right? Send that to every reporter in your small town. They'll love you. And you'll end, you'll end up getting quoted. Look for opportunities to comment on breaking news. Look, this is where it's at. Because when there's breaking news, reporters have to get stuff out like right now. And so if you're the person who is in their ear when they're writing, you're going to get on the page. Remember what I said to Eric. I said, there's certainly enough evidence to launch an investigation. It's likely probable cause for an indictment. That is the most banal thing anyone, a law student, could say. That. The, literally the only legal knowledge you need to know is that to get an indictment, you need probable cause, which you 
could watch an episode of Law and Order and probably pick that up. You know, I mean, it's not rocket science, but that's what reporters need. They need simple sound bites about the law that they can say a lawyer said so that everyone knows it's true. Good, simple quotes is what they need, right? If you sell too hard, then they don't want to deal with you. And I tried that, right? I tried messaging reporters being like, hey, here's a quote for you. Here, I want to be in your thing. But after the first 2017 thing, it, it never worked because it's too pushy. You don't become credible, like whatever. Look, 90% of it is being the right person at the right time. But if you're establishing relationships with reporters, if you're putting this stuff out to the right person when breaking news is happening, there's a fair shot, especially if you're the only lawyer who is messaging them at the time, there's a fair shot that you may end up in there. I love this photo because there's these overhead lights, and it makes you look completely jacked when you stand underneath them. And so that's the only reason why I put that on. I asked Sarah, what's the biggest problem you run into when you're dealing with lawyers? And here's what she said. The most thoughtful thing they say might actually just be completely missed by the audience because it was too deep in the legalese. When they're calling you, they're not asking for a law treatise. They're not asking for an, I mean, maybe they are asking for an analysis. Maybe they talk to you for 45 minutes. If it's breaking news and they have five minutes on the phone with you, just say the simplest thing that comes into your mind and you're golden. I was gonna put some stuff at that link, but then I forgot. So I guess I'll put this, this presentation there later and then you can download it. I got busy with Max Law and stuff. And you can tweet me or you can call me if you ever need any help or if you wanna talk about any of this. We made it through, guys. We made it through. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.